back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. I am one half of your host, Steven. And I'd be the other one, Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? It's going, buddy. Um, It is. Hope everybody's staying cool out in the summer heat, staying healthy from all the COVID craziness, and just being all around rad. Um, I'm going to look into a few cases of the missing time phenomenon I put together, pulled up, got some actual encounters put together, so that's going to be dope. Uh, before we do that, we got to get through the business, though. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, hop on over to our Facebook groups and hang out with us, share stories, share memes, just be rad and have a good time. If you've got a encounter you'd like to share, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow You can use your voice memo app on your smartphone, record your story, then shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also type out a story and email it to us or Reddit it to us or Facebook or Instagram, whatever you want to do. Just do it, and that way we can talk about your creepy-ass experience. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Speaking of which, if you listen to us on Apple or iTunes, please feel free to hop on over there and leave us a five-star rating and review. This kind of helps us get weeded out of the other podcasts on Apple or iTunes, kind of pushes us up through all of the podcast riprap and puts eyes on us. It's really helps us out. Uh, today's is brought to us by FBFFGJKP. Five star rating. It says entertaining, entertaining and interesting! Exclamation point. Well, thank you, FBFFGJKP. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> We're glad that you like the show and that you took the time to hop over there and leave us a five star rating and review. For sure, it's really awesome. Um. That really does help us out in the long run. Just getting those ratings and reviews out there helps us put our name out. That and sharing us with all your friends. Yes. So be sure to do that. You guys have been doing awesome. Our downloads are still going, marching forward, and it's just all around good time. It is. Kind of making a little bit of traction every day. So instead of doing a listener experience of the day-to-day, I'm going to talk about a little experience that we both had last time we were recording so it would be two weeks ago host experience two weeks ago no it'd be four weeks ago from when this episode dropped something yeah i don't know i don't time good so it's whatever yeah we just got done recording black eyed kids and the m cave yeah which you guys will hear have already heard yeah but anyway after we record an episode we usually go outside and just hang out in my front yard and we were out there, and we just talk about day-to-day life, you know, just kind of chit-chat it up, take a break from the podcast. And we were out there, and I was just kind of stargazing or whatever, and I see this perfectly round, weird-ass light reflecting off of the clouds. It's kind of sporadically moving back and forth. So I'm like, all right, that's weird. Maybe my eyes are just playing tricks on me, right? Uh, about 30 seconds later, I see it again. And I'm like, I am definitely seeing something. It almost looks like a big-ass barge light. If you live near the river, you know how bright they are. 
but we're nowhere near a river, so that wouldn't have been the case. I wrote it off again, and as I'm standing there about a minute later, here it comes again, and I look at Kyle, and I go, Kyle, you see that light? And then Kyle almost had a heart attack. Yeah, because uh, he didn't say it quite like that. He said it very dedicatedly. What the very, fuck is that light? Yeah, like it. <laughs> It was weird because we were just talking and then he said it and he said, what's that light in the sky and the tone of his voice. I probably pointed. You might have pointed at it. But it was almost like it unlocked this primal fear inside me. And I was fucking (laughs) scared. I was like, no fucking way am I about to turn around and see what I think I'm going to fucking see. It wasn't that bad, though, right? No, it wasn't. It wasn't what I expected, but nevertheless, like Steve stated, there was definitely something fucking strange going on. What it was, I'm not 100% sure. And after he pointed it out, we kept seeing it. We saw it a handful more times, and the strange part about it was the fact that the first time I seen it, it looked like it was coming from one direction. Yeah, like the origin point kept changing. Yes. When we saw it, when we both saw it, that had been the fourth time that I saw it, it almost looked like it was coming from the ground, like to the east, up and ref- and shining on these low-lying clouds that were out over the cemetery, which is basically my front yard. Creepy, I know. Also cool, but whatever. <laughs> And we saw it kind of, it looked like it coming from the ground up. Then, probably not 15 seconds later, it was coming almost from behind us, but over top of us and shining on the clouds. And then the last time we saw it, it shone from the west, reflecting on the clouds. But you could see the, you couldn't see the origin of the light, but you could see the beam. And it was horizontally right across the sky and the crazy thing was is that my house has huge trees around it probably 50 60 70 feet tall and the line of light heading back to what i'm assuming the origin is was above the trees the trees the beam passed completely above the trees the trees didn't block out the light whatsoever so wherever the light came from had to be high in the sky yeah the only thing i could think of is that there's a water tower nearby and I was like, well, maybe some drunk asshole climbed the water tower and is shining a light around. It's possible. Yeah, I mean. But I, I, dr- I drove by, and I didn't see anybody on the water tower. Not saying it was aliens, but Kyle probably thinks it's aliens. It was probably aliens. No, I don't know what the fuck it was. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Other than, like Steve stated, that it did. Res- it was kind of like a barge light. But... Like, there's no way that it was the barge light because there's no river around. So, that kind of... Yeah, the river's quite a ways off. And and the direction the light was pointing from, there isn't really a river that direction at all. So, it was fucking weird. And it was late. Yeah, it was. And like Steve stated, I mean, there's there's nothing tall enough in this fucking podunk-ass town to put somebody up there other than the water tower. That was the only thing I could think of, but that's... Not an easy task no, getting on the water tower. But the reason I bring that story up is because I think I offhandedly, jokingly mentioned if we have some missing time after this, it's going to be fucking weird. Yep. But luckily we didn't. Thankfully. So that got me kind of 
Well, in a in a weird f- play of synchronicity, I was listening to a podcast that I enjoy. It's kind of an off-handed, off-the-wall podcast. It's called Radio Rental. I definitely recommend it if you like listener encounters and such. It's also hosted by Rain Wilson of The Office. Well, he's like the narrator. So you can listen to people talk about weird shit and have him be weird and funny, and it's it kind of decent. But I was listening to one of their latest episodes, and they had an encounter of missing time. So I'm like, that's weird. I'll just go into a little synopsis of it. You guys can check it out if you want. But the guy that called in had his girlfriend coming over, right? And they were going to hang out, watch movies, do do whatever. And she gets there, and they had ordered some takeout pizza and they ate it and he said we were getting ready to hunker down and watch a movie and I put some popcorn in and the popcorn finished popping and I got out and I sat on the couch with my girlfriend and he says it was about 11 15 something of that of that nature pretty late yeah he says the next thing I remember he says I remember looking at the clock and it was 11 15 he said, then I woke up naked sitting on the foot of my bed. Okay. And the first thing I thought was like like date rape drug scenario, something of that nature, you know, something yeah, bizarre maybe. like that. And he said, I felt so woozy and out of it. He's like, I remember looking at my alarm clock and seeing that it was almost three o'clock in the morning. So I had almost four hours unaccounted for. It's a long time. He said, then I looked over my other shoulder and my girlfriend was also completely nude sitting on the foot of the bed, just sitting straight up. Fuck that. We were both just sitting there and he's like, and then I remember looking down the hallway into the living room and it's like, he said, all our clothes were just scattered all over the place. Like he said, we, we never, we're not messy people. We've never done that before. You know, usually we've just, after we go to bed or whatever, we fold them up, set them on the chair or set them on the dresser or whatever. He's like, it just, it just looked like something just pulled, like we pulled ourselves right out of our clothes. And he, he goes on to recount the story and stuff and talks about how he cannot account for any of those hours. And he called his mom and his mom's like, maybe you should go to, the ER, you know, take both of you get dressed and go to the ER, check and see if there's anything in your system. Maybe it was something you ate in the pizza, maybe something in the popcorn, you know, maybe somebody had some weird ass plans, the pizza delivery guy or whatever, but all their tests came back as negative for anything, any kind of substance that would account for that. So he, they keep asking him to do regression therapy to see nope. what happens and he he at the end he says he refuses to do it so we don't actually know what happens with the cases of missing time but i just Good thought for it was you buddy i kind wouldn't of fucking do it either kind of synchronicity that i had been joking about it and then it starts showing up yeah, especially in a case like that i am not getting my memory regressed at all fuck that so i put out some feelers on facebook and reddit and twitter to see if anybody had any encounters with missing time and i did have a couple people reach out to me about some weird cases of missing time, which I'll share at the end of this episode. 
But as I was searching, I've came across a bunch of other missing time encounters that I'll share with everyone. Um, one of the most popular is Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah. They're the OG alien abduction case. Yeah, they're like, like literally probably one of the first ones that got recorded and blown up into the public. Yeah, so definitely look up their their case. It's it's classic missing it's time. It's wild. And from there, I I didn't even bother to put that one in here because I feel like we could do a whole episode yes, on that. Yes. And next, I came across the account of uh, Bob Matthews. He was a nineteen. I get my information from unsolvedmysteries.fandom.com. Shout out to Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, Bob was a nineteen-year-old first-class airman, and he was preparing for his first tour of duty at a nearby outpost. He arrived by bus in front of a market in Cape Cod, Massachusetts at 8.45 p.m. on October 1st, 1966. Notice the place was deserted. He called the base, and they told him that they would send a truck to pick him up. He claims that while standing there, he saw strange lights moving from right to left across the sky. Robert felt a great amount of fear while seeing these lights. He ran back to the phone and called the base back. They asked him where he'd been, even though he thought there was an that he was there the entire time. They said they had sent a truck down there five minutes after the call, but when they went by, he was nowhere to be found. Nearly an hour later, at 9.45 p.m. is when he called them back, even though in his mind, the call appeared to only be four minutes apart. When he arrived at the post, he was questioned by several military men in civilian clothes, and he continued to tell the story that he was at the market, and they began asking him about the strange object in the sky. They believed he was lying and may have been drinking, but he denied this and insisted that his story was true. He would eventually go to serve in Vietnam, but never forgot his strange occurrence in Cape Cod. That's fucked up. Yeah, so he's he's like a well-respected military man dealing with the same shit. It kind of reminds me of the story we covered where the dude uh, took a picture of the, the alien. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he misplaced it in his own mind, you know? It just it, it reminds me of that, and then it all starts to yeah click together where it's like together. wait a minute, it is bizarre. That's um, got to be a really shitty feeling. Like you get on the phone to call, and they're like, "Where the fuck have you been?" And he's like, "I've been here the whole time, asshole. Where are you guys?" And they're like, "Dude, we sent a truck like an hour ago to pick you up, and you weren't there." And when I was delving into missing time, there's another. Uh, phenomenon that I don't hear about and I have I haven't really made a correlation to it but it's missing or it's not necessarily missing distance but it's almost added distance like a person will mm. will be driving to a place yeah, locally like here, here to Jerseyville and you know it's 10 miles yeah you end up 300 miles away right and you don't know how which I had I had a, sort of an encounter like that myself but I I just I guess I put it toward like almost road amnesia, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I've talked about it before, driving to work the same the same road down the same interstate all the time. And as I'm driving, not not even notice it, I drive right past my exit. Yeah. Forty minutes down the road, I snap out of it and I'm like, Oh shit. How the, how am I supposed to get to work now that I'm forty minutes past where I'm supposed to be? It's just Dude, that's that's one of the scariest fucking things too, is whenever you like you're completely sober. And you get home and you're like, what the fuck? Like, 
I don't even remember driving. Like, did I stop at that stoplight back there? Oh, I do that all the time. It's, and it's it so scary. Me. Yeah, because you're like, what if I ran through it and I ran somebody over or or something to that effect? And You don't oh, remember. Man, at all. At all. It's, it's so strange. I don't know. It's it's fucking weird. And but, that's, that's probably a daily thing for some people. Yeah, I guess you just become so complacent. Probably. And we write it off as that, which is weird to me because... There's almost nothing more frightening than having time and distance of your everyday life unaccounted for. Yeah. Things you can't remember. And now that I think about that, that's like one of the only times that you actually acknowledge it too, right? Yeah. It's like if you're walking through the superstore... You don't ever ask yourself, did I I walk down the Tupperware aisle? No. I don't think I did. (laughs) I don't know, though. You only do it while you're driving, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> it is It is bizarre. Um, my next series of, of interesting cases, it's all just one case I came across while looking up Missing Time on Mysterious Universe. Um, these are the cases of a man by the name of Brandon White from Maryville, Maryville, Missouri, which isn't too far away from us. No. He's experienced both time and distance. So I'll share these experiences with you guys. He's quoted, The first time I was about 10 and I was walking out in the front yard. It was just after lunch. As I went down toward a thick ring of pine trees that surrounded my family's farmhouse, I saw something floating on the other side of the tree line. He's quoted saying it was pale, sort of translucent. It was passing between our house and the neighbor's house. I thought it was a blimp. And after that, his afternoon suddenly just disappeared. The next thing I remember was coming in for dinner at 5 or 5.30, he said. I didn't think about it at the time. I was just a kid, and time really didn't mean anything to me. But five hours of his life had just disappeared. He said in his teens, it got worse. At 13 or 14, I stopped sleeping. I was deathly afraid of sleep, he said. I would fall to sleep, get into an REM sleep, and start screaming. I would wake up in strange places, in the yard, on the porch upside down hanging from my bunk bed. White said he doesn't remember when he's been able to catch more than four hours of sleep a night. I have very vivid nightmares, he says. Those nightmares often include a big bird, a big black crow. It would flap over my face trying to take my breath. That's fucking weird. That sucks. It's almost like sleep paralysis tied into everything else. Yeah, fuck that, dude. But I remember when I was... Around that age, maybe a little bit older, when I had all my experiences, I was having really fucking scary, vivid dreams. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because you think uh, think about things on the outside, and then when you go to sleep, you translate it, or if if something was actually going on. and You just uh, don't even yeah, want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Later in his teens, he was working at Long John Silver's in a town 38 miles away. He experienced more missing time. I was riding my motorcycle. I remember that night very specifically. I worked a double shift, he said. Before I left town, I filled up my gas tank. As he pulled into a gravel road toward his parents' house, he saw an orange ball hanging low in the sky. I stopped and thought, the moon's a weird color, he said. Then I saw it wasn't the moon. The moon wasn't, or the moon doesn't block out the landscape. As he got closer, he saw this orange ball was 30 to 40 feet in diameter and hovered 5 to 6 feet off the ground. He got off his motorcycle. Three hours had simply just disappeared. 
It was the last thing I remember. It was 7.35 p.m. At 10.30, I pulled into my dad's driveway, and something zoomed over me and disappeared into the valley. Um, he stopped the bike and got off, leaving it running as he ran to a fence to look for the light, but it was gone. When he returned to his motorcycle, it started to sputter, and the engine just died. It was completely out of gasoline. I filled it up, drove 38 miles, and then it died. White lost three hours of time in a tank of gasoline in what should have been a 40-minute motorcycle ride. Years later, when White worked at nearby St. Joseph, Missouri, he stopped at a gas station around 1 a.m. to buy a coffee and a candy bar to help keep him awake for the 45-minute drive home. He didn't know something strange awaited him. I got on the highway, and the next thing I knew, there was a thick fog, he said. I didn't know where I was. I was on this nameless dirt road, and it was moving fast. The narrow road sloped on each side and was covered by a canopy of trees. It almost seemed like a tunnel. He slowed and tried to figure out where he was. I found a field where I could turn around, he said. The fog was so thick, I had to open my door to see the side of the road. I had no idea where I was. I was really, really fuzzy and disoriented. I know I was upset about something, but I don't know why. Lights eventually broke through the fog, and White pulled into the parking lot of a convenience store near the highway. But things were less than convenient. The store sat at the end of an exit that consisted of two difficult turns. White said he shouldn't have made it through those turns. I would have had to, at 70 miles per hour, go through those 90-degree turns while I was unconscious, he said. When he woke, he felt fuzzy-headed, and it was almost like he'd been drugged. He goes on to say, I don't know how I could have made those turns. I lost distance and time, and I don't have the foggiest idea how I got to that convenience store. That fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that all of his cases involve weird lights in the sky. Yeah, I mean, you know exactly where that where that's going. Probably not aliens. Probably not. It's probably fucking Loch Ness Monster. That's true. From there, my search took me to Reddit, and there are a bunch of posted, like public experiences here from reddit and i will read some of those to you because these all they're all so bizarre to me do you know most of mean? them involve lights in the sky i don't know i haven't read them yet oh but okay. we will just curious because it seems like when missing times involved that's generally the culprit yeah and it's i don't know for those of you who don't know my reference it would be aliens <laughs> just throwing that out there this one is posted to the paranormal forum it says for context when i was in high school i lived with my mom in my childhood home which was in the middle of nowhere my bus ride was over 40 minutes and my house was at the end of a dead-end road with only four other houses on it normally my mom worked weekdays and would be leaving before i went to the bus but shifts had been switched around for some reason which sometimes happened i woke up at 6:50 as normal got ready and left the house at 7.30. I remember specifically my mom was loading the dishwasher when she said goodbye to me. I walked down to the beginning of our dead-end road, which was a two to three minute walk at most. Across from the road, presumably still is, a crappy, a crappy public beach on a very small isolated lake. The beach is where the bus stop is. The bus came about 7.40 every morning. Mine was one of the first stops, so it was always exactly on time. I got to the bus stop as normal. I was the only one picked up there no houses were visible from the stop this was 10 or 11 years ago so i had no cell phone yet i know some people did by then but part of the reason i didn't have one was there's was no reception i didn't have a watch either but obviously i was used to the time that the bus came soon i felt time had definitely passed but i waited another few minutes to make sure i still couldn't even hear the bus once or twice there'd been a substitute driver and the bus came early so i figured i'm 
I figured that must have happened. I was oblivious, or I was obviously not coming, so I walked back home, keeping an ear out, of course, as I went, but still no bus. I get back to the house. It should be about 7.50. I open the door, and my mom has just started the dishwasher. The little clock on the front showed only one minute into the cycle and is wiping the counter. She's really surprised to see me. How could I have missed the bus when I left with so much time before it comes. I'm equally confused about that. She isn't mad at all because she just watched me leave with plenty of time to catch the bus, and she says she'll drive me to school. She has errands to do anyway, so no problem. This is when she glances up at the kitchen clock, the same one I checked my leaving time on when she was saying bye to me and says, what? Because it's three minutes to nine in the morning. We stare at each other, stunned silence. Is the clock broken? We soon realize that all the clocks are the same. It's three till nine. The clock on the car is also the same, and I ended up being an hour late for school. My mom still refuses to talk about this even when it happened. Nervously laughing it off is weird. She hates, seems afraid of any paranormal stuff, and has always been that way. She would get upset if I ever talked about anything paranormal. Hey, Hollow Cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots. And their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. No idea what happened to me. I didn't notice any mysterious injuries after the event or anything, and I didn't see or hear anything strange either. So that's kind of a double sword there. Yeah, because both of them yes. experienced it. That's yes. that's kind of weird. And the and the fact that they, I don't know, it's so weird to me when people just carry on, keep carrying on their day. Like the mom still finished loading the dishwasher and started the dishwasher up. Yeah, and took the kid to school. <clears throat> I'd have been like, you're staying the fuck home. We're figuring this shit out. Yeah. Um, Here's another one. Posted to the Glitch in the Matrix forum. It says, when I was about 14, I came home from school on a Monday after a really shitty day and went straight to bed. I woke up the next morning, grabbed the books I needed for my classes that day, and went to school. I met up with my friends before class, and everything seemed completely normal until it was time for first period, and everyone started heading in the wrong direction. 
This was how uh, the communication took place. Me. Uh, guys, we have English now. Shouldn't we be heading the other way? Friend, what are you talking about? First period is science. We don't even have English today. Me. Wait, what? Friend, science is first period just like every other Friday. Did you do the homework? Me. Homework? Friend, yeah. The questions we were given on Tuesday. Me. Uh, I don't think so. Obviously, at this point, I'm really confused. Up until that point, I'd been 100% convinced that it was Tuesday. I kind of try to shrug it off, though. I mean, people get days mixed up all the time, right? I could worry about it later. <clears throat> right then, I apparently had to go to science class. Once I got to class, I opened my bag to get my books out. Thankful that even though I had brought <clears throat> the books I needed for Tuesday classes, I still at least had my science books. I look at my bag, though, and I froze. Despite the fact that I clearly remembered grabbing the books for my Tuesday classes that morning, I suddenly had all the right books. At this point, I was getting slightly freaked out. I knew for a fact that these were not the books that I had put in my bag before I left this morning. Still, though, I was in class, so I pushed that thought to one side of my mind and flipped open my notebook. At this point, I'm 100% sure I was losing it because what did I find in my notework, my notebook? My fucking homework. I didn't even know this homework existed until five minutes ago, yet there it was, answers written in my own handwriting. I spent the rest of the morning in classes, the rest of the morning classes in a daze, desperately trying to figure out what the hell had happened. I woke up thinking it was Tuesday, but it was actually Friday. The last thing I remember before waking up was going to bed on Monday night. Had I somehow just forgotten all the days in between? Maybe I'd hit my head or something, mild case of amnesia. At lunch, I tried to ask my friends what had happened on the days I'd missed. I was hoping that they would say something that would jog my memory. If I could remember anything that happened between Monday night and Friday morning, then it would help me stop feeling like I was losing it. Instead, they all just avoided the question by either changing the topic, completely ignoring my question, question, or giving me extremely vague answers. The only answer I could get was, it was just a normal day. If I pressed for more detail, they all said that they couldn't remember. After school, I came home and asked my parents and got exactly the same response. I eventually gave up and tried to forget it. I mean, pretty much missed half a week of school and had my homework done automatically isn't exactly a bad thing. Seven years later, though, it still bugs me. My theory for the books in my bag changing is that my memory of waking up and putting them, them in my bag actually did happen on Tuesday morning, and then I forgot everything that happened between then and Friday. I still have no idea what happened during that time, and apparently neither does anybody else. Wow. That one's interesting. <sighs> yeah. Because that one, I mean, I feel like they, they put it in the appropriate place for more or less the glitch in the Matrix, because... Like a, the only way I correlate that with aliens is you would have to involve everyone. That's what I was thinking. It's almost like everybody else had a memory gap too. Yeah. It's I don't know if there is a certain type of amnesia that is contagious. Yeah, kind of kind of the word I was looking for. Like public amnesia maybe? Yeah. Like, like for a, everyone? Yeah, like a collective amnesia type situation. I don't know, but it would definitely not be a fun experience. No, like I said, missing time and stuff of that nature is just terrifying to me. Yeah, especially like if I was in that person's shoes and I was asking you, like, dude, what, like, what the fuck happened the past couple of days? And you were just like, uh, it was a normal day, but you had that tone in your voice, like, either like I don't know either, or I know more than I'm telling you. I'm just not gonna tell you. That would piss me off. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? Or just being so vague about it, like 
Just another day. Yeah. Just I need day. answers, dude. It's him talking about or amnesia made me kind of look into different types of amnesia that could be the culprit, perhaps. Um, there's transient epileptic amnesia. It's a rare but probably underdiagnosed neurological condition which manifests at a really rare, relatively brief and general reoccurring episodes of amnesia caused by underlying temporal lobe epilepsy. A person experienced TEA episode has very little short-term memory so that there is profound difficulty in remembering events in the past few minutes or of events in the hours prior to the onset of the attack. And even memories of important events in recent years may not be accessible during the amnesi- amnesic, amnestic, amnestic. Yeah. Hmm. That, yeah. That word. Event. Some people report short-lived retrograde amnesia so deep that they do not recognize their home or family members. <laughs> the personal identity is preserved. The am- amnesic attack uh, has a sudden onset. Three fourths of cases are reported upon awakening. In attacks that begin when an individual is fully alert. Um, they have strange tastes or nausea, so on and so forth. Another form of amnesia that I came across is transient global amnesia. It's a neurological disorder whose key defining characteristics is a temporary but almost total disruption of short-term memory with a range of problems accessing older memories. A person in the state of TGA exists, exhibits no other sign of impaired co- cognitive functioning, but recalls only the last few minutes of consciousness, as well as possibly a few deep encoded facts of the individual's past, such as their childhood, family home, so, so on and so forth. Um, symptoms. A person having an attack of TGA has almost no capacity to establish new memories, but generally appears otherwise mentally alert and lucid, possessing full knowledge of self-identity and identity of close family, maintaining intact perceptual skills, and a wide repertoire of complex learned behavior. So this almost says that, like, like driving, like the distance. Yeah. You can still completely function with all these skills you just cannot recall anything that happened outside of the last few minutes. Right. So that was another one that I figured, you know, that might have something to do with what's going on. So basically what you're telling me is that it was aliens. Yeah. Pretty much basically yeah. aliens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can agree with that consensus. I have. It's very, uh, very likely. And every story so far would have sucked. Creepiest one so far is where they were sitting naked at the edge of the bed. That, yeah, that would uh, be a fucked up situation. I heard another one. It was either on YouTube or on a podcast. I can't recall. I think it may have been YouTube, but I don't remember all the ins and outs of it. I just remember it was a family in a car, and they were traveling on vacation. They had all their stuff packed up, and they were driving and driving and driving, and so they felt like they were driving forever. You know, and they just, they were all so exhausted by the time that they were supposed to get to their destination that they decided to pull over to this little convenience store to stop and sleep in the uh, parking lot. So the dad gets out and he walks to the convenience store and he's going to use the restroom and get a drink. He says, the last thing I remember is walking out of the convenience store to my car with my family in it, and the parking lot keeps getting brighter and brighter. He's like, and that's the last thing I remember. He, They're all awoken 
by raps on their window. And he thinks it's just that they they got in the car and took a nap. Right. It is a truck driver. And the dad's looking up and he's like, oh, man, what in the hell is going on? You know, maybe I'm in the truck driver's way. Maybe I parked in a spot or whatever. And the truck driver looks concerned. He's like, are you all all right? And he's like, yeah, am, am I in your way here in the parking lot? And he's the truck driver is confused. He's like, what? And he's like, is there an issue? Do I need to move my car? And he's like, no, I'm just checking to make sure you all are alive. And he's like, my truck's 200 yards over there on the interstate. He's like, you guys are out in the middle of the desert. Cool. Car and all in the middle of the fucking desert. Cool. Uh, for a second there, when you were reading the beginning of it, that super hyper reminded me of On Our Way Home from Crypticon. Oh. I'm like, it literally played out the exact same way. Yeah, when we were just completely... That, that could be Annihilated. Missing, that could be missing time. Because I don't remember driving home. Fuck no. I remember seeing Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, that could also... Which was probably a fucking alien. Just be... <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, way to go, Buzz. All right, I've got another one here that I found on Reddit that I will read, and then I have two that were submitted to us, to the podcast, personally from Reddit, and I'll read those. But this one is another glitch in the Matrix. It says, one afternoon I was home with my two sons and their dad arrived home from work early. Um, I had been about to text him a list of things I needed for him to grab on the way home. So I thought, (laughs) bugger it. I'm not. What does bugger mean? That must be. Fuck it. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. We're just going to run with it. Bugger it. Let's run out and he can pretty much jump straight into my car and we'll make the trip together. So we get to outside and I tell him what's up and he agrees and off we go. In the car, when he got in, he said, I mean, it's only 4 p.m. And I said, I know, babe. I'm glad you're home early. We got to our first stop, which is eight-minute drive from our house. I went in alone and grabbed two things, cake-making supplies, and went straight back to the car. Same shopping center has a supermarket, so my partner ran in, and I texted him a couple of things I needed, as he has a bad memory, so I always text him stuff, so he has the info at hand. He was in and out pretty quick. We left the shopping center, and the time was 422. He said, score, babe. That only took us 22 minutes. He said, sweet, just straight home. And I said, yes, nothing else we needed to do. We came to a roundabout, which is two minutes into the trip home. And for some reason, I took the first exit instead of the second exit. I didn't bother turning around because this way still gets us us home, just adds a few minutes to our drive because of a busy main road next to a motorway off ramp. So we're coming up the hill to the set of lights that turn off towards our place and could see ahead what looked like, or we could see ahead and it looked empty. But as we came around the corner, I had to slam on my brakes not to hit a traffic jam where we had just joined. My first thought is that there had been an accident. Why would there suddenly be so many cars? But the lanes going the other way were streams of car flowing freely, so I knew an accident didn't make sense. I made a comment to my partner that the traffic is now so ridiculous, like why... Would it be this packed when it's not even 4.30? My partner made a comment about how it looked like it was going to rain. And as it was coming, or as it was becoming dark, and this was summer, so only moments ago it had been bright and blazing hot in the sun. I hadn't noticed this, but it made sense that maybe a rain cloud had come and blocked out the sun. Then I realized he'd gone silent. So I looked over to him, and he's just looking at me. I ask him what the problem is. He just quietly says, Or maybe it's getting dark because it's 7.30. I looked down at the clock, and sure enough, it was spot on 7.30. 
My mind was racing trying to figure out how we'd messed up the time so badly and could it be or could it just be my car? But I remember having checked the time on the TV as he got home and we left straight away. I calmly asked how long we'd been out hoping he would have an explanation and he just stared at me and replied, you're the one who told me this only took 22 minutes. We didn't talk the rest of the way home, arrived home and thought, okay, I'm just going to make the kids dinner and pretend that this didn't happen. But they were tired and grumpy because they're usually in bed at 7 and weren't interested in food. I was going to ask if they had already eaten, but was afraid that they would say yes, so I didn't ask. We put them to bed and sat together for a bit, just with the TV going, not talking. I wasn't interested in dinner, but asked that my par- what my partner would like, and he just shook his head and said, I don't feel like eating. So I thought, I'm just going to address it. I asked, what the, what the F happened? And he sighed heavily and said, I really don't know, babe. I thought we left at four. We discussed for a bit and both agreed on everything that had happened and couldn't figure out where the time had lost. Days later, I went to text him again and saw the message I'd sent. Butter, banana, apples was sent at 4.15 p.m. I casually asked my older son, who was six at the time, what we did that night. And he said, got cake stuff and dad went to the supermarket and then we went home. So it's not like he can fill in the blanks either. Where the hell did our three plus hours go? To fucking aliens. Mars. Those, the cases with multiple people stand out to me too. Hell yeah. Because you would, not only does it substantiate the encounter or the experience, but it, it, it takes it to a whole new level of bizarre because you have so many people experiencing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Because he had what? Three or four people in that last story that yeah, all had the same encounter. Yeah, in a mother, nutshell, mother, father, and the children. Man, that'd be weird. That'd so suck. Yeah, these two cases were sent to us specifically, so I will share them. Um, both from Reddit. I'll leave the users anonymous just in case. So this one is, so at the time I was 19 and home with my parents for Christmas break. I'm 26 now, so this must have been around the winter of 2013. They live in a medium-sized town in the UK, which borders the countryside, but I wouldn't describe it as rural. It was very late, and I distinctly remember checking the clock and seeing that it was around 2 a.m. I was wide awake, literally. I felt as if I just had a strong coffee, and I had a strange sensation that someone was watching me. At the time, I was a hardcore atheist and skeptic. I didn't believe in ghosts or aliens or anything supernatural. So I wrote it off as the feeling being some sort of silly trick my brain was playing on me. I was tossing and turning, trying to find a comfortable position, but nothing was working. Uh, I was just switched on. Out of frustration, I decided that I would just shut my eyes and keep still until I fell asleep. My mouth was open. As I was really struggling with my allergies, and not even a minute after closing my eyes, I felt a small sphere slip into my mouth, go right to the back of my throat, and then there was a strong electric shock. I opened my eyes and sat up, but there was nothing there, just darkness. I started trying to reach for the light switch, which was on the wall right next to my bed, but all my movements were delayed and clumsy. I had no use of my fingers, and all of my muscles were just very loose. I was trying to scream for help, but my voice was raspy and barely coming out as a whisper. I eventually got the light on, but I didn't see anything. It got harder and harder to move until I could no longer sit up, and I just slumped back into bed. Everything started to go white until it completely filled my vision, and there was a rumbling sound in my ears which got louder and louder, and then it stopped. I sat up drenched in sweat and checked the time and saw that it was now 5 a.m. There was a burning sensation like a scratch on my back, which I couldn't see. 
After some Googling the next day, I ruled the experience as off as an episode of sleep paralysis, as the sense of foreboding and the paralysis are pretty common experiences. This part of the story is something I posted before on Reddit and other forums multiple times, though I move accounts often so I can't link you to the original version. It's definitely out there. The next bit is something which I have kept to myself because, quite frankly, it scares the shit out of me because I don't understand it. In winter of 2018, I was at my girlfriend's house. Again, I was wide awake. We were in her bed, and she was fast asleep. I couldn't tell you what time it was, but I'd say it was probably between 12 and 2 a.m. I started seeing this bright light come through the window and around the curtains. It was in bursts, like long, slow bursts, but with no fixed pattern. I was trying to think about what could be causing the light and nothing was coming to me. I was absolutely terrified. And again, the same sense of foreboding was there. I tried to wake my girlfriend up and I was literally shaking her so hard and calling her name, but she was just sparked out. Then I collapsed onto the bed. I remember a flash of an image in what felt like a dream. I saw two figures standing in front of me. I remember thinking how detailed it all was. They had lizard-like skin and I could see the shape of their bone structure underneath the skin of their faces. It was as if they were standing up and they felt like they were quite large, though I only saw them from the shoulders up. That was all I remember from that night. I told my girlfriend about this the next day, but as she was asleep, she didn't remember anything. Everyone else in the house was asleep at the time, so none of them saw any light or had any explanation of what the source could have been. Not long after that, I started experiencing this weird buzzing sensation on my back in the area where I felt the scratch from before. It wasn't painful or unpleasant, and it would last for 10 to 20 minutes at a time. It would happen all times of the day, and it peaked around four times a week. After about two months, it went away completely, and I never had any other problems. Like I said, a bit of a weird story. I don't know what happened. It's not something I ever spoke about to my friends. I'm really a normal person. I don't do drugs or anything like that. I generally don't believe in conspiracy theories. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm not what I would consider the stereotypical UFO abductee. Um, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Send me a message. So that was like a whole big deal there. Yeah. You yeah, got that, jacked by aliens, yo. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That is an absolute abduction. The part where they're talking about you felt a disc enter your mouth and went back to your throat and just shocked the fuck out of you. Dude, can you imagine just That'd like suck. Like, lay, like your nose is stuffed up, you're just laying there mouth breathing, trying to fall asleep, and all of a sudden you just Bop. Ball gag. Basically right you there. get fucking tased in the that's, back of your throat. It's fucking crazy. That's stupid. That and it would be it would be scary. It would be absolutely terrifying. I mean I've had I didn't see him, but my wife did, where she was seeing bright lights come through the windows. That's what made me think of it. That's why yeah. I shared that one. I was like, that yeah. sounds like what was going on at your place. Yeah, and then we, we looked outside, and there was a big orange ball out in the Which middle of the sky. Which was in the, one of the other stories. Yep. Um, the last one I have was sent to us. It, it's probably my favorite one because it's so fucked. <laughs> I know that's awful, but... Here it is. Also from Reddit, I'll just leave it anonymous as that's easy. It goes, almost exactly two years ago, I had a very strange experience. I was supposed to go visit my now wife, then fiance, after work, but but as I was driving to her house, I suddenly found myself compelled to go back home first. It was a really strange feeling that I found myself struggling against until suddenly I was back home. I walked up to my bedroom with the same odd feeling nudging me, got into bed fully clothed, and stared at the ceiling. 
I blinked and absent-mindedly grabbed for my phone from my pocket. To my surprise, it was dead. I stood up and felt the blood rush to my head, and my entire body felt like I'd been hit by a car. I plugged my phone in and turned it on and was surprised to be bombarded by missed calls and texts from my fiancé trying to figure out where the hell I'd went for two entire days. The strangest part to me, though, were a text I apparently sent that read, Can't come. Don't know why. Something wrong. Sorry. And when I made my way down to the bathroom, I found myself to have a fairly light, but still uncomfortable, full-body sunburn that I'm certain I didn't have before. I haven't had any other experience like this, but in the following years, I've developed bad migraines, night terrors, minor hallucinations, sleep paralysis, and nosebleeds. To this day, I have no idea what really went down. My grandmother blamed a demon in my house. My best friend screams aliens at me. My shiny new therapists think I had a mental breakdown and I'm making false connections to perpetuate a line of thinking that isn't me losing it completely for two days. My wife thinks it was just thinking of breaking up with her right before the wedding and made it up. As for me, I just think I never want it to happen again. I'm with you there. I wouldn't want that to happen to me ever. Fuck no. For two days, yo. And then on top of that, you come back with a sunburn. Dude, the the part where he sent the text that he didn't know he sent, and it's just so, like, because he has it in quotation, can't come, don't know why, something wrong, sorry. Yeah, it's not what you would normally text. It sounds like not a person texting. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you are in some type of distress, and you, you have to just get the message across extremely fast. But aside from that, like you're saying, it doesn't sound like a person sending that text. No, it's so... It's so weird. It is super weird. I don't even know. And the sunburn, I mean, anybody's guesses on that. It could have been artificial light. Could have been an actual sunburn. Could have been some type of radiation sunburn. Dude, and I I love the fact that this dude is trying to get to the bottom of it because he's clearly talked about it with people. Like, yeah, even yeah. a therapist. And therapist is just like, no, nah, you had a mental breakdown, dog. Sure you did. I don't know. Dude, you probably got jacked by aliens, too. Is that... So, now that I've shared all these, is that where you're going? Fuck. That, yes, all day, every all day. All of them, aliens? Aliens. Yeah. All day, every day. I mean, there were a couple that you're kind of like, yeah, maybe maybe the glitch in the Matrix thing plays out. But, dude, the majority of them, fucking aliens. And, like, some of them I could maybe see as amnesia, but not when they're multiple people. No. No. Because, like, the guy that was with his girlfriend and they they wake up sitting on the foot of the bed. That's fucked up. That's a really fucked up story. Dude, I'll, uh, if I find it on Radio Randall, I'll send it to you because I was like, what in the hell? Because you listen to the dude talk and he's just at a loss. He just, like, the fact that he doesn't know what happened to him and his girlfriend for four hours, you could tell it's just eating away at him. But he, on the flip side of that, he doesn't want to know what happened dude i'm with you brother i wouldn't want to know either i'm like nope nope i'm good i would just forget try to forget about it if it was me honestly yeah that that was because i'd uh, I, don't, I know where my mind would go and i would not want it to go there definitely not aliens yeah i know <laughs> so i just thought i'd share those stories with you if anybody has any sort of missing time or at a distance phenomenon stories we definitely would love to hear them they are bizarre like i said there's almost nothing more terrifying than not knowing where the fuck you've been (laughs) what's happened to you you know what i mean yeah when you can't figure it out 
as humans, we like control. We like yeah. to have control of our surroundings and control of our bodies and shit. But when you go, like, some of these are days on end. Like, this last dude two went days. two fucking days and doesn't even know what happened. And the fact that, like, he talks about something pulling him back home. Yeah. And nudging him up to his bedroom. Fucking weird, hey, man. Come back. We got to take you. It sucks when we're not pulling the strings. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, that's my episode for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, if any of you have experienced missing time or at a distance, please let us know. Shoot us an email and all that good stuff. Uh, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Search up the Holosky podcast and we'll be there. And until next time, stay safe, stay weird. And if you experience any missing time, just ignore it because it's definitely aliens. You don't want to fuck with aliens.